everyone, and welcome back to episode number three of Finding Purpose with Melanie. I'm so glad that you have come back to listen because we have got a great topic today. So I wanted to begin my podcast a little bit different and moving forward, what I would like to do is begin them this way. I always start counseling sessions with a mindfulness moment. I start teaching sessions with just a moment of mindfulness so that we can get centered and be able to receive the information that is needed for each one of us individually. So what I'm going to do today is begin our time together with a mindfulness breathing technique. Breathing is something that I teach early on and that I encourage throughout life. So when we think about why is breathing so important, you know, I never want it to become a cliche thing. Oh, just take a breath. No, it's a real thing. When we're in a moment, when we're in moments of chaos and uncertainty and overwhelm and we get emotionally hijacked, by fear or anxiety, taking a moment to just breathe and center ourselves back can actually remind our nervous system that we are safe in this moment. When our nervous system, and this is of course just a a general overview, but when we're hijacked with emotions and when our nervous system is up and running high, It's really hard for us to think critically in a way. It's hard for us to make decisions. It's hard for us to kind of know what's the best choice. So really taking a mindfulness moment to recenter can help us understand that to make good decisions, to make the right decisions, to honor our truth, it really happens in this place of taking a pause in in our stillness. So what I would like for you to do today, and if you're driving, I want you to adapt this to what feels right to you, whether it's just relaxing your shoulders back, loosening your grip on the wheel. But if you are listening to this in your home or wherever you might be, what I would like you to do is get into a comfortable position. So for me, I'm sitting. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into a comfortable seated position. I'm going to plant my feet on the earth. I'm going to readjust, straighten my spine. And what I would like you to do is to either close your eyes or to just gently find a spot extended out on the floor, maybe on the wall, maybe something on your table, that you can just hold that gaze very softly. With your hands, for me today, I'm going to place them on my thighs, on, around my kneecaps. But what I want to encourage you is to find a place when you are getting comfortable that feels the safest, that feels the most relaxed to you. This is called a technique of compassionate touch. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, I feel so much in my chest, so much in my heart cavity, that sometimes just placing my hands there, bringing intentional focus while I breathe, can be really helpful. It could be giving yourself a big hug. It could be placing your palms on your cheeks. We have so many sensory um, nerves in our face. 
it could be you know placing your hands maybe underneath your butt to add some grounded pressure so wherever you feel that makes you feel the safest I'd love for you to do that right now otherwise you can join me in just resting your palms gently on your thighs around your kneecaps so what we're gonna do together today is we're gonna just take three breaths here traditionally I would count them out we would you know breathe in for four hold for four and exhale but today what I want us to do is just to kind of ebb and flow Life has been so full of uncertainty and so much change that I don't want us to feel constricted today. I want us just to breathe together. So what we're gonna do is just take three deep breaths, a big inhale through the nose, and I'd like a long exhale through your mouth. If you can, making your exhale longer than your inhale, just as a way to continue to remind our nervous system, our polyvagal nerve, that we're safe in this moment. So let's go ahead and begin here with our inhale in. And exhale. And inhale in. And exhale. Last one on your own. Wow, I feel better already. So always know that the breath is available to you at any time and that intentional practice of breathing can make it a tool that you can quickly go to. So I wanna start off this podcast now moving forward with the mantra of the week. This is just a sentence that I felt really applied for me in my life and I also felt really inspired to share it with you. Because humans, what we go through is so universal. Our emotions make us feel isolated. Our experiences make us feel isolated and disconnected. But the truth of the matter is the human experience truly is universal. We may not have experienced the same Uh, external situation or circumstance, but the emotional experience of humans is one that we can all connect to. So the mantra of the week is, I believe in myself, even when I feel lost or stuck in life. I trust that when I return back to a place of stillness, I can feel the right direction to turn. I'm going to read that again. I believe in myself, even when I feel lost or stuck in life. I trust that when I return back to a place of stillness, I can feel the direction to turn. All right, so let's go ahead and get into everything that we have for today. This is not going to be a long podcast. What I want to do is I want to give you some bite-sized things to think about, and then we're going to put it all together. So we're going to just continue to build week to week, continue to learn, continue to explore together. I never want you to feel overwhelmed by content. I want 
what's meant to land, what's meant to stick for you to take with you. And I want you to release what doesn't align. So I know that on social media, on Instagram, and if you don't follow me, it's just Melanie Amini Hajibashi um, on Instagram. But I did a couple of journal prompts. So, and thank you to everyone who participated. So we did a journal prompt that was for you to finish the sentence of love is. And I got so many just wonderful responses, so raw, so organic and authentic. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you. When I did this activity for myself, it took me a while to get to a definition of love that felt in alignment for me. And I can't think word for word because I don't have my journal with me, but essentially what love is for me is this idea of being able to be free and appreciated for who I am, but never the feeling of being captured. Really just this freedom of of who I am, this love of who I am. Um, No need to change me. You know, I know I'm not perfect, but just loving me for me loving me for my uniqueness, for my differences, and also being able to provide that for someone else, just a sense of belonging where you can be you. And I always like to say a disclaimer in that, always choose to be the best person that you can, because I never want you to be um, so loving to somebody who at this point is unable to receive, and maybe in that process of them not being able to receive your love, They may take advantage of your open door belongingness. So always use assertion and discretion, but keep your heart open. I think a lot of times when we're hurt by love, whether that's family, friends, romantic relationships, we want to close, we want to shut down. But I always want you to keep your heart open if that feels true to you. If being a kind person is your identity, continue to be kind, but also have those boundaries. The next journal that I wanted to touch on was this idea of where are you in your life right now? Are you approaching a forest, a mountain, or an ocean? And I got some really amazing responses from this as well, and even did this for myself. And where I felt for me personally is that I'm approaching an ocean, a wide ocean. And I did this imagery of you know, really approaching finally this opening of the forest in a way, this transition, and there's a boat there on the shore, and it's just one boat, it's very small, it's kind of just ebbing and flowing as it's tied to the pier, and I'm afraid to get in that boat, because I know that when I get in that boat, I leave behind a life and identity that I have to give up I have to move forward but then the idea of the ocean for me and this idea of being in a, in a small boat was that I, I didn't know where I was headed I didn't have a map but I knew I had to get in the boat and I had to trust and believe in the process knowing that I didn't know where I was headed but I know that I need to go and I need to start a movement I had a really great response as well, and I just again want to say thank you guys for sharing your stories with me. They mean a lot to me, and it means a lot that you're willing to take the step 
for self-discovery and self-development and, and I think that's awesome. I got this really great imagery of someone who said that they're actually approaching the mountain and that they're at the base of the mountain but they know that they have to start to climb now and the mountain is very steep but they know that they've now approached that it's time for them to begin to climb upward. I loved that as well. So if you didn't get an opportunity to do these journal prompts, they're always available to you. They're really cool to do. You learn a lot just by tapping in and tuning in and putting this all together, starting with the breathing and then diving into the journal prompts. I think I, lo I do love questions, you know, kind of more realistic questions, but I also do love open-ended questions, questions that utilize imagery because we're creative beings at heart and creativity takes a lot of different forms and shifts and shapes. So sometimes when I hear someone say, oh, I'm not creative, I always give them my eyebrow twitching upward because creativity isn't just art, photography, writing. Creativity happens in so many different ways and every human being is creative in their own way. So take some time with these journal prompts if you'd like. So my topic for today is I'm going to talk with you a little bit about vulnerability. And I know that we have been talking throughout the podcast about it, but I think it's still a term that many of us, including myself, still wrestle with. You know, maybe we understand it sort of, but what does that look like in practice? And, and what does it really mean? And, and how can I be more vulnerable and maybe I don't want to be vulnerable or maybe I've been really hurt and I just hate that word. Whatever, wherever you may be um, is awesome. So for today, I want to talk with you about vulnerability just on the surface of what it is. So vulnerability, the word itself was derived from the Latin verb vulnerare, vulnerare. And essentially, when you looked up what the meaning of that Latin word meant, it was to wound. And when you look in the Miriam Dictionary of Vulnerability, you know, it's being open to being wounded, you know, open to feeling pain, to feeling hurt, really just exposing yourself to that. I like to think of the image of vulnerability you know, you are the goat, and instead of running from the lion, you turn and you face the lion, and you are exposed to being hurt. You know that you could be hurt, but you choose to say, lion, are you sure you don't want to try veganism? I'm just kidding. Um, but, so... Essentially, the word, again, is derived from that Latin word, vulnerare, and that means to wound. To wound. And Merriam Dictionary defines it as being receptive to being hurt. One thing that I love in the book Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, who some of you may know, some of you I think you should get to know, um, she has some great YouTube videos. She's a shame and vulnerability researcher. Her video on YouTube about vulnerability is like the most viewed TED Talk. 
see. So she defines in her book that vulnerability is really three things. Uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. I'm going to read that again. She says it encompasses three things of vulnerability. Uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. And she goes to say that vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. So she uses an example in the book um, just to kind of help you better understand uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. So let's think about love. Let's say you meet somebody and you don't know if it's going to work out, right? And there could be risk that you could get hurt, that you could get your heart broken. But you choose to still expose your emotions, that you still choose to move forward in it. That really is what vulnerability is. And whether it's a romantic relationship or friendship or family-ship, the risk and uncertainty and emotional exposure is really what connects people together. So, I want to leave you with this, your call to action for the week, okay? What I want you to do is I want you to consider, and if you have a journal, awesome! What I want you to do is just create a bullet of a few instances maybe three or more, and I do want to let you know I am a therapist that that, uh, prescribes homework assignments. So what I would like you to do is I'd like you to give three examples of your life, and it could be anything. It could be career-wise, maybe parenting, maybe you're a parent listening, Um, maybe you're a student, whatever it could be, I want you to give me three examples of situations where where it was uncertain, you took risk, and you had emotional exposure. Again, the uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. So that's what I want you to do today throughout the week. And then what I would like you to do is to share those with me because then maybe next week I can go ahead and kind of share your responses. Of course, honoring your confidentiality and making it with no description about you, um, but just sharing your knowledge for others. Please do share it with me. Again, you can find me on Instagram. I love you all so much and let's just begin to peel the layers back of ourselves so that we can better understand who we are and who we want to become. I love you all. I think you're amazing and take care of yourself. Bye.